We haven't heard that for ages. I really miss it. You know what I happened? I miss it too. We just started. I've got this huge urge to burp because <laughs> I'm drinking oh. soda water. It's because yes, of the women like us again. Women like, and I went, oh, See, that was it. Excuse me, women like, women like us. We're, we're back. This is a special um, little bit of a one-off maybe. Maybe we'll oh, do some more. Let's, let's, let's get in there and do it. Let's try and do some more. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know there's about five people who really miss Desperate. us. <laughs> Desperate. Desperate to, <laughs> to hear us. Well, if you are pushing on in your life and you – because a lot of people need to hear about us because it makes them feel better about their lives because <laughs> they go, I'm not Ellen and Mandy. I'm not as, I'm not as resentful, bitter and twisted. Well, maybe as Ellen – but you're doing all right. You you got some exciting things happening in your life. Well, we've all got things happening. I don't no, think we've had any. That mine are exciting. Well, you know, I'm cooking a roast chicken tonight. Oh, How do you go cooking roast chicken? I don't, what an exciting way to start a podcast. <laughs> Women I'm nervous. Talking I'm nervous about roast roasting chicken. Are you? Yeah, I just I Why always is that? go well because I worry that it's not going to turn out right. You worry you're not good enough. Yeah, I do. Ellen, the, the chicken is a man- woman of this world, incredibly intelligent, <laughs> fabulous on stage. Her deepest fear, not good enough for chicken. Yeah. Not good enough to get that chicken. It's not that hard, Ellen. Yeah, I know. That's what people say, but I want it to be right. Don't you do good No one's coming chicken? up. I, I hardly ever do them because I'm scared of it. I guess, do you feel the pressure of the chicken already cooked at Woolies? Yeah, because that's a good chicken, isn't it? The Woolies chicken is a good but chicken. But your home chicken's better. Mm. I... And, you know, I said that to Alex and he goes, fuck, you said this last time you made a chicken. And I said, it's how long ago was that? And he goes, probably three or four years ago, oh but God. you said exactly the same thing and it was beautiful. Yeah, but it was. It is better because you can put all your stuffing in and the stuffing yeah. permeates through. And you plug its ass up with the half a lemon, right? Oh, yep, exactly. And mm. your own if you feel like it. <laughs> with the other with half. With the other half. Hey, you plug your own up. We don't want to waste anything. <laughs> Sometimes. Put some garlic up there. <laughs> You know what? Bit of time. Sometimes as I've hit menopause, I've noticed how dry my skin is and this could be the solution to getting that deep moisture. Yeah. It's actually a little bit of stuffing. Up your ass. Up my ass (laughs) in a hot room and it permeates through the skin. Um, Could be it. I don't know whether it is it. Don't try that at home, please. (laughs) Well, we'll try it first. Um, I reckon someone's tried it. I had a grandmother that... She just made the best roast chicken ever, ever. It's the best. And one of the secrets, which can't be replicated, is it was a gas oven. Oh, yeah, I don't have a gas and oven. And it, it creates that incredibly golden, crunchy. Mm, that's like, what I want. Even at the supermarket, the skin on the chicken, it's, it's golden, but it's not crunchy. It's, no, it's not crunchy. It's wet. Well, it's wet because it's in a bag. It's moist. Like a roast chicken shouldn't be moist. No. Inside the flesh, but not the outside. See? A bit crunchy. See, but inside now you're moist. making me even more nervous. I think you should feel nervous about it. Mm. It's a big. Because if task. you look at some things, they go get. Do you like stick things under the skin, like separate no. the skin from the chicken and shove you your butter ma- and your yeah, lemon and all that stuff are, under there? No. Because I don't want to do that. No, you're making it more difficult. I just want to shove things inside it and put it in the oven. That's what you got to do. It's like That's a bit sim- of a cereal killer. I know, isn't it? <laughs> That's as simple as a good okay, hot chocolate good. Bag. And I think it's just when you think it's cooked. Um, there's a secret between giving it that little bit extra, like turning up the heat a little bit more. Right at the end. Well, your chicken has to be cooked right through too. Yes. That's incredible because you can't have have pink chalk. No. That's straight to hospital. I've got a thermometer for that. So, and just to get that little bit of crunching on the outside, you'll be fine. You've got a lovely new oven. 
I know. I've, well, this will be the first time I've cooked a chook in the new oh, oven. Oh, I have faith in you with mm. the chicken. I'm, I'm amazed it's that you don't feel – so you're very confident with lamb. Very confident with but lamb. But not confident with the chicken. No. Oh. Anyway, we'll see. Anyway. It's only Alex. I don't know why I'm so worried. It's only him and <laughs> I. <laughs> you know why you worry? It's a waste of food. And I'm kind of like – It's a big chicken. I actually – so it's been in the freezer since Christmas time mm. because I got it and then went, I don't need that chicken. We've got plenty of food. And then the other day I went, I'm getting the chicken out. Yeah, because you don't want it to waste. If the chicken has given its life for you, yeah, you need to cook it. You don't yeah. want to throw it out. No. You know, or re-gift it. <laughs> it's not much of a gift. <laughs> um, well, I look a forward. badly cooked chicken. I'd actually like um, you to post a picture of that chicken on okay. our page. I will. With a little story about, about your anxiety about mm. chicken. It'd be nice to ask um, the people who follow our page, the women, who are on Women Like Us, what dish they are nervous about yeah. cooking. Do you have one? That I'm nervous about mm. cooking. I always used to be steaks because I, I never felt – I didn't grow up in a house that made that well, cooked uh, stuff like that. I mean, you eat them really overcooked. Yeah, because they're kind of full on. So, yeah, I guess um, the main – I used, I think you know, I'm pretty good with anything you can put in the oven. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to making – you know, anything that's delicate or has really light flavours, I'm a big, broad woman. Everything I have is heavy flavours. Put in lots of it. I put too much stuff in the mm. salad, too many things in the sauce, too much <laughs> topping on the pizza. Yeah. I'm a bit of a too much person and yeah. I, I... And I, some I, dishes are good with that. But not everything. No. And I... I once made a, a white chocolate mousse to take to a friend's party. You know how some someone brings the starter, someone brings the main, someone's mm. so I go, oh, I'm going to make this white chocolate mousse and it had um, blueberries in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I used frozen blueberries. What happened? The blueberry juice went all through the mousse oh. so it looked grey. <laughs> it tasted beautiful <laughs> but it looked like grey, dirty dishwater. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty gross. And Ellen's bought the dirty dishwasher mousse. Mousse. <laughs> yeah. Go, but anyway, everyone ate it. Yeah, it's what you kind of have to do. And now, you know what you could do? Because you make it a little bit of a an S&M thing and you go, now what we do is, you know, we have to get like satin blindfolds and uh-huh. everyone has to eat their dessert with a blindfold on. And then you never visit those people again. <laughs> they go, fuck, finally, Ellen's turned kinky. <laughs> finally. It's just an idea. I was just trying to find a way to that make, is a good to make idea. it well, sound like you're kinky, but in actual fact, it's your one way. It's just to cover up the dirty dishwater mousse. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen would like to feed it to you like a baby. <laughs> Imagine if you fed yeah. everyone at the dinner party. One spoonful at a time. Oh, my God, going that's terrible. Table. That's creepy. It is creepy. All right. Well, the, anyway. Um, we, what were we talking about before that? Our lives. Then we got really distracted by hot chicken. Yeah. We're very easily distracted. It has been, though, I have to say, like our lives have gone and it's weird. We're in a flood, um, well, in the flooded area. They're constantly flooding. Mm. Um, Apparently it's going to flood again this week. Have you seen that? Yeah, there's predictions of oh. more um, extreme weather. It's, um, you know... Uh, I mean, people are going. This is unprecedented. Right. So, talking to an old fella the mm. other the other night who has lived here his whole life, and he, it's hard to know how old he is. You know those old guys that yep. you just go, "Are you eighty? Are you ninety? Are you a hundred? Yeah, definitely over eighty. 
He said in the 50s there was a period like this where every full moon they flooded for four months. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Same did- time of year. Yeah. There was always a wet season here when I moved here. Oh, yeah, there was but a wet season, like but not like this. No, not like but this. He, like, so basically he's predicting two more floods. Oh, I don't know. I, well, I hope he's wrong. I hope he's wrong too. I, I don't think what, what's happening at the moment, it's funny the word unprecedented because it, it's like I said, there's a precedent. Yeah. And then there's unprecedented. And I guess the last flood level or the last weather event or the worst weather event becomes a precedent. But it's... <sighs> It, it is. It, I just. It, it's going to be more of this. This, you know, yeah, I really believe this is, this is this is climate well, change impacted weather worldwide. Yeah, and it's not because I was writing something about climate change the other day, and someone goes, "All right, all right. If it's climate change, then why isn't it the whole coast?" And I went, "I'll go home. Mm. Don't stop thinking. It's too hard." Yeah, because <laughs> you go, "No, it will be isolated weather events. Like it, that's not how." you know, yeah. catastrophe happens. But I anyway. mean, you think in, in England at the moment they're still getting snow. Yeah, this, that's bizarre. They shouldn't be getting snow at the moment. Yeah, and the, the, the weather and what we're seeing right now up here, you know the hardest thing, I couldn't conceptualise until I was in this now how, um, for me, climate change is something I really care about. Like it's it's something... I believe is a massive issue for our children. Mm-hmm. And it, as much as I care about it, it's always been in slightly in the future. Do you know what I mean? It's something that's coming. This is happening. Mm-hmm. And even though you might have hotter weather and there'll be a bushfire elsewhere it's not, or something somewhere else, when it happens to your community, when something this traumatic happens, mm. you find yourself sitting right in the middle of it and you go... It's here. It's here. And it's 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 a social justice issue because of the... The homelessness, the yeah. the devastation, um, alongside the environmental, you know, and social, the mental, the financial, like everything, like yeah, it affects every aspect of yeah, a community. It's yeah, and you know, you and I have been out. I mean, this morning I went. I've I've got a lovely friend in Canberra, my gorgeous friend Sasha, who is a nutrametics consultant. <laughs> nutrametics, remember how big it was? It was massive. It's pale, in the 80s. Is it pale pink. Orange. I, I remember it. My mum had a Nutramatics Foundation. Yeah, and and the the thing was like an apricot kernel hand cream, and it smelled mm. like apricots. Really reminds me. I don't know if they've still got that. Anyway, she people want to do stuff. Kind people yeah. want to help our community. You know, I've had so many. You would have too. So many people. How can we help? Where can we donate money? Where can we send something? And she said, look, I would really like to do something, you know, for the people up there. So I'm going to put on Facebook if anyone wants to buy these the, like little care packages of shampoo and conditioner and face wash and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll send them all to you. So it ended up being, I think she sent up maybe 50 packs and I had to pack them. They just came in all different boxes. So I packed them while I was watching Married at First Sight. Because wow. it kind of counteracted. Right. Well, it just counteracted the shit that I was watching that I was, you know, at the other Making end of the pendulum, the I'm doing something good. Yeah, that's good. Doing something bad watching that show, doing something good. Mm. Anyway, this and another friend, same thing, her cousin, Nutramedics consultant, so she had another 30. Oh, the Nutramedics people are coming out. They've, they're going to have a spike in Don't, shares. Just because you're in a flood doesn't mean you should have dry skin. That's right, Come or on horrible now. hair. Oh, your hair looks Wash bad. Wash your hair. 
So we got the packs together. We got two wheelbarrows full this morning oh, of cute. these bags and we walked around South Golden Beach, which isn't exactly my community, but it's my wider community, yeah. right? But it's Claire's community. And it was just, it, it was something really nice to do. Just go and knock on people's doors and go, we've got a gift for you. There's no yeah. strings attached. This is just for you. And so many people... It's like they've never been shown kindness. Have you found that oh, when yeah. you've been helping people? Like they, they're kind of like, oh, I don't deserve this or there's someone worse off than me. Or But you're no different. If you're trying to help you, you do yeah, exactly the same thing. You're like, no, no, because it's this sense that you're not worth It's that sense when you go to help someone, you go, oh, there must be someone else who needs this more than me. Yeah. That happened quite a few times when I, when I managed to help people in, in sort of a, um, a really amazing way. I had a contact, um, which is anonymous who was a philanthropist it was like it was a contact that I could then donate five thousand dollars I just if you're listening to this that's finished it was and it was for single um older women and single mums who were were homeless because of it and being able to ring people up and go because I was on seeing so many people across the whole region and then I could um make an offer and because I couldn't do it publicly because there's so many people in need. I know. They had to really – and, you know, it was a range of people that I was able to give that to. And one person thought I was a scammer from I Nigeria. <laughs> Someone else, uh, the older ladies. Well, you helped a friend of mine and she actually – yeah, she got a message off you and she thought it was a scam. Yeah, so she, she wasn't the only one. She it? told her mum who, you know, her mum and dad are – homeless now yeah. they lost they were living in a caravan and they lost everything and she said to her mum I think this is a scam it says it's from Mandy Nolan but <laughs> but that's so sad because you know what people have been scamming in yeah, this yeah of course they doing have. stuff like that so but that's amazing Mandy that must have felt like how many a, how many women were you able uh, to do that about for 20 that's incredible yeah so it was it was a significant amount of people that could be helped like that and it was showed you Hundred thousand dollars they donated. Yeah, it was that's amazing. incredible. It was wouldn't re- you love to be able to do that? I know it'd be amazing. Like really, and I wouldn't have been the only person tasked no. with that. There was a few people that were tasked with identifying people yeah. quietly, and it was um, it was amazing. Well, I was identified with. I was tasked with identifying people for the nutrimedics. Well, yeah, I know. Is that was that thing where people go, "Can you find?" Yeah, and felt really responsible about making sure. So I made sure no one knew I was doing like just yeah. checking, you know. And one lady, one of the one of the women that goes, "Isn't there someone more?" Is oh. a, she was a lady that lives locally, and I get to her, we get to her house, and she'd be in her eighties. Of course, she won't leave the house because. She's got a little dog and mm. she leaves the house. She can't take the dog. And the dog is this little white fluffy dog and won't take his eyes off her. His name's Bronson. Mm. Right. The biggest after, cha- after Charles really... Bronson. Oh. And it's the, it's the wimpiest little dog. <laughs> and it's just. The pets have been traumatised by this too. Totally. They pick up on our stress. I know. And she's. So she's sitting there in a camping chair in a house that's been gutted. So it's just concrete. There's no furniture. She's in a in the camp chair. She's fallen over in the mud, so she's got two cracked ribs. So oh. she's in massive pain. And I go up there, start talking to her, and I go, "Okay, you know, blah, you've seen the doctor, and you've had a heavier pain. Have, what, have you taken painkillers today? Have you, ta- have you got Panadol at least?" And she goes, "Well, no, I haven't taken." It. I said, "Maybe you need. You, see, you know, you need to start Nolan. Like I'm, mm. I'm like a nurse. I'm not." And I go, "You know, it works only if you take it." regularly yeah. and that'll give you some relief. So I said, just take the panel. Then I made her vomit everywhere because... She hadn't eaten. She hadn't... I didn't realise. And I was, she hadn't eaten for like two days. Oh, no. So... Oh, no. 
That was that ended up the aged care providers, it was classic, the aged care providers to her, had basically said there's nothing to clean. She's oh, on so some, we're not coming. We're not coming. <gasps> and those packages are there so that you stay. Oh, tell you what, we left that house. Those people were in trouble. Yeah. They, that got sorted. We managed to get an ro- amazing rotary who were just the best yeah. organisation. Yeah, they are. We got onto them. They bought her a Jason recliner. Got Aww. the Jason recliner straight there, got her in the chair. Because she, she could not – I was worried she was going to fall over backwards yeah. onto the concrete out of a ca- – because she couldn't actually... Well, who hasn't fallen backwards out of a camp chair? I know. Have you? Yeah. So have I. I was a bit more pissed than this yeah, lady. Yeah, I mean, But she's generally. So, this woman's so stoic and it was kind of funny. Like she she had a real – and I'm like, the reason this woman stays in her home is because of her personality. Like she's not going anywhere. Yeah. She's there for that dog and they're looking out for each other and it was kind of beautiful. But she was using the electricity and I went – um, have you had the, have you had an electrician come through? She oh. goes, no, I just checked the fuse box. It seemed okay, so I put it on. <gasps> and I'm like going, I think we need to get an electrician just to come and check. Yeah. You know, because – and that's the kind of thing, you know, that that was, you know, amazing. And yeah. she was like – she was like, oh, no, love, I'm okay. Like it was – I think that's what people say they're in shock though. Like she was not okay. No. You know, Definitely not okay. Yeah, and we had another person that came there who was local who was going to start. Like the community were amazing reaching out. I, it's been unbelievable. After two years of our community, and, and I'm sure there are other communities in Australia, yeah. but it's been very widely known here that we were so divided with yeah, the very. whole COVID vaccination thing. It's been hideous actually. Um, all of a sudden that was all forgotten. And I even said to Alex, because, you know, over the last two years, there's been times where I've gone, for the first time ever, I couldn't leave Mullumbimby. You know, it's not what it used to be. The reasons yep. I moved here and uh, gone. And it's like they're back now, you yeah. know. That really beautiful, um, I think what we saw was, one was, you talked about before, but it's very profound on a person who's lost everything mm. to that, that the the power of the care of a stranger, yeah, the power, and actually people remember it, like realizing that it's it's our duty, all of us, to to do what we can to mm. relieve the suffering of other people, but at the same time that we don't take the agency away, like you, you actually, yes. you know, nobody should have to wear second hand undies in this. Yeah, it's not a second hand undie rule. Yeah. Um, and it was, that's really, it's actually really beautiful. And I think that kindness, one man I spoke to yesterday and he lost his, he's been, he came, his house got flooded twice. Yeah, in Les, well, in South, South Golden yeah. Beach is the same. And he was like going, I don't know. And he goes, because you know, the only thing is actually worth it. He goes, he goes, my community, he said, I just feel so loved. Yeah. By my community. And held, yeah. And that, and you know, that might wear off. <laughs> After sure it will. Of but, course it will. But it's a lovely, it's a really good thing to hang yeah. on to. Yeah. yeah I know like, a, lady we, a lady we met today, she was really tiny. She's like one of those teeny tiny mm. ladies, like a size six. Mm. And so all the, and she's lost absolutely everything yeah. in, down there. And she, so she, she went to get, you know, some clothes that have been donated, but there's not, it's like, it's like if you're a size 22 or a 24, yeah. there's not going to be a lot. There's not going to be a lot of size six because they're unusual sizes. So she's been wearing like size 12 clothes which are you know she's trying to tie knots so they stay on her and these secondhand clothes and Claire kind of went ah this is this is no good so she she basically made a few calls and St Vinnie's gave her a $500 voucher for Kmart and it was like she said when she gave her this voucher 
for the money because she's got three little kids as well who are yeah. all wearing secondhand clothes. And she said it was like she'd given her a voucher to go into Yves Saint Laurent. You know, oh, she that's was, gorgeous. and she was like, you know, it's just K Hub down at Ocean Shores. <laughs> we don't even have a proper Kmart here for those who don't live here. But she said this woman can now go and get some fresh, clean clothes for her and her sons. There's a whole other thing around. I think in this is is agency is being able to choose. Yeah, like because you've lost everything, and there's incredible kindness of people giving things. Just being able to go choose your own thing. Yeah, I think. You know, having that money to go, I can go buy To have a little bit of control back. Not just going, you can have this, this and this. Yeah. You know. Exactly. um, It does make you think, Mandy. I mean, I know you cleaned out a lot of houses as well, as did Mm. I. It does make you think, should you be getting rid of some of the stuff in your own house? Because if people came into my house. Yeah. And we're going through some of my cupboards. I'm sure they'd be going, why the fuck has she got this in her cupboard? I thought I'd find cupboard. more embarrassing things and I'd have to look around. But no one had anything. I thought there'd be rogue dildos and they all sorts away. of stuff. Maybe they do float away. But I thought. I don't think they sink. I you think God, people must have like some, where are the secrets all hidden? Yeah. Um, you know, someone found a whole lot of cash apparently in one place. Really? In Lennox, some old man had like $80,000 buried. Wow. And Didn't had like he forgotten banks. or? I think it floated up somehow so we wow. had to get it out. Um, there's a few little – there'll be some great stories there out would there be. of, you know, of what um, – Well, I ha- you know, I'm, I met this man I, and had never met him before but ended up in his house, cleaning out his house. And initially he just went – it was too overwhelming for him and he said, just take uh, – I just get everything out, I don't care. And he, he went away. He said, I just have to go for a bit of a walk and he went and got a coffee at the shop. And – so I was really like, you know what, I'm not just throwing everything away. There's things here that, you know, when you look around your house and you look at things, you go, well, that's sort of special to me. Yeah. So I just kept a pile of stuff and he was so bloody grateful in the end because he went, oh, this can be washed. You know, I can keep it. And he was, yeah, he was on his own. Yeah, people were going fast. I heard of 45-minute cruise. People that would go in and they'd clear a house Strip in a house 45 in 45 minutes. minutes. And one, one person who I met, um, she told me she was really traumatised because she'd had a 45-minute cruise, the person who was in Lismore, and come through and she needed a lot of it but came through so quickly and she said, I was in such shock I couldn't control it and they everything was gone. And she said they threw out stuff that I didn't want thrown out but it was smashed out the front. Yeah. And so in that sense, That's you know, not great. <laughs> whilst it was really – I think there was, you know, putting a lot of people were amazing helping but I think – I think sometimes for those people in shock. And you know why? Because it's us as a community trying to help. And none of us are trained. No. In how to, you know, and everyone's going, okay, I'm going to get in there, going to get this job done because it's a bloody awful job. Yeah. And the faster you do it, the better. To move sensitively through someone's space takes a yeah. lot of time. I had to go back to a lady's house and I worked taking things out. That yeah. was not a nice job. Yeah. And it was really, like, in the sense it was, I had to reach into the pile of stuff. To get stuff. Oh. oh, my God. And it was shit water. It was shit water. But she needed, there were things. Look, and that, I'm not saying just shitty water. It was water with shit Yeah, in it. and I pulled pull out some amazing mm. things. One was a tiny little case, a wooden case, that had been made for her, carved for her by her father. Yeah. And we See, cleaned that, that out. Like, yeah. it was hard wooden and it could be kept. There was, we pulled out a wire tray and she wanted to stack the firewood because she's a poor, but she doesn't have much money and she needs. So I completely, yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't judging what she wanted. It's just where it all ended up with yeah. like, but I felt like 
you know, I felt kind of really – she kept apologising. I went, this is totally fine. I said, this is your stuff and, yeah. you know, I'm happy to help you, you know, recover it. Yeah. Um, but, wow, I went, I could have – going, that's a lesson. <laughs> yes. When you're helping someone is, is to really be aware of what they're feeling like and how to – Yeah, well, I, I was very aware with that man in particular. You'd you be know, very good he, at that, though, because you're sensitive. Well, and he, I'm also really sentimental with things. Like yeah. in one of his cupboards right up the top, he had all these – like gift bags and wrapping paper and cards and I kept all those they were dry and I kept all those and he said he said oh thank you for keeping those I have lots of nieces and nephews and I love to buy them beautiful gifts and I just burst into tears (laughs) I'm all getting all teary now because you just went well that that in itself shows you what kind of man he was he was just a beautiful kind single old gay guy oh he was sweet I, I don't know where he is now he went to live with his friend in my oaken but I'd love to see him yeah. On, in different circumstances, you know, because I reckon it'd be a lot of fun too. It's, yeah, this has been the hardest of um, – I, th- I think that is that where people are going. And right yeah. now we've got this issue where people are, have been in temporary – like we've got something like 22,000 from Clarence up to here, probably more now after the most recent event, 22,000 homeless – Men, women, and children now, like twenty, Jesus that, that living in couches and cars, intense yeah. and temporary accommodation, and we've got a holiday season coming up, and we've got tourists coming here and people being for asked, Blues Fest, yeah, or and you know, I understand Blues Fest mm. need an event because sure. they've been smashed, yeah, two years in a row. I feel so like there's so much, mm. you know, to to, and to he, do and that. And look, to be he does he does give a lot back to the community. Yeah, it's it's just but the it's, whole it's thing hard is to balance it, isn't timing. it? Like it's the shittest. Yeah. You know, and you can see businesses need help. I don't know. The government saw this coming. Why wasn't they going like, we knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. Where was a better solution? There could have been a few other solutions that we brought in here for people. That temporary accommodation. Yeah. And and even having in that temporary accommodation sometimes, when you're staying in a fabulous five or six star rental, you know. Airbnb. Yeah. Mm. Maybe... That that a friend of mine that was in one said it was really discordant to come out of her very humble accommodation that had been ruined into the luck to the spare luxury of someone else. The <laughs> yeah, spare luxury. the spare luxury. And it and outside of the, her community, like to mm. want that even though and even though it was wonderful, it was hard to enjoy it mm. because it never it, your sense of you were so in trauma and it was almost you were safe, but. It was temporary yeah, and it. it didn't belong to you. Yeah. And when you And you it's had, another world. And you had nothing. This whole idea that you're staying in the spare houses of people that I have know. so many houses, they have spare houses. And they can give it to you. And for you nothing. have no nothing. houses. That mm. without you know, I know people that if you've got no houses, yeah. That's gotta hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to feel like you've fallen on the wrong side of the equation. So anyway, it's you have. bloody Horrible. It's grim. Oh my god! And going up. Oh my! I told you about when I went up <gasps> into like um, I went to Huonbrook and to yeah. um, you know um, Wanganui into the valley up there and the landslides. Oh my god! It was terrifying. Yes, really terrifying. And a little and the like. And it was so funny. Like I was driving up there, just going, "Do not freak out. Like go, stay calm, Mandy. Like <laughs> be cool. You know, be this, cool. Yeah, I had to wear a high vis." But you know how politicians wear high vis yeah. and they don't do anything dangerous. <laughs> this was so dangerous. Like yeah. it was, it was whole. Bit- well, that's in case you slip down and a chopper needed to find oh, you. Is that? Yeah. Well, it was actually in your good, high vis. A good 
Hmm. Point of it. There wasn't like a photo shoot, Hi-Viz. This was like seriously. Yeah, no, that was that was so they could find you if you um, had a big slip. Oh, yeah, and there was slip, like 100 metre slips of mountains. There was this couple having a cup of tea at their place. And right beside the where they're having this, the, the, where the land slipped is probably five metres away, right? The whole big mountain's <laughs> falling down. They're just down. having a cuppa. I love people sometimes. They're just having a cup of tea. And just going, oh, I said, did you hear it? And she goes, oh, yes, very loud in the dark. We heard it like a thundering. (gasps) And can you imagine that, being in a house, knowing there's a massive thundering landslip and you're just in that house? Well, she goes, it was dark and then we lay there and nothing happens. We went back to sleep. Oh, my God. And then they got up and they went, ooh. That's all this close. mountain and cliff. And there's like this tiny little house just perched oh. in this giant valley of – and I went – she goes, we did have a geologist come out the other day and he, he went, ooh. I went, ooh, you don't want a geologist no. going, ooh. And the geologist <laughs> said – and she said, is it okay? And he goes, well, if you have no more rain. Oh. And I went, holy hell. So it, they're staying there. Yeah, because I guess where do they go? Yeah, the people go to their houses, and you know, people are kind of really. People, I just love many all these people who aren't. They're really tough. Like they're yeah. not. They're not wimps. One guy goes. He's. I met him, and he was going back home. He used to be able to drive home on the road. Now there's so much landslipage, and all the roads are gone. He goes on a rope across this, <laughs> across a giant ravine of like flowing water and boulders. And he hikes two and a half hours in. Oh. Well, there was that, that story of the two young guys out at Maynard, like two 16-year-olds. They're, they're, they're fully like they've got giant mullets, you know, <laughs> like they're kids that are probably normally sliding their cars around corners or something. Mm. And they built that like flying fox. Oh, my, I love Did it. Did you see it? They get the... It's like a giant pallet. It's that big and they built it. So, that, so they so clever. put themselves at risk getting yeah. across this giant ravine. And but now people can go to the other side and give them supplies for their community. Oh, and that's they, you good. know the story is they just stand there like with their hands on the hips, like fucking yeah, we did that, <laughs> we did that. It's so funny because yeah, I get to the other side of one of the as the way I travelled up there at the time, they've, they've, the army have cleared some of the areas where the roads are crossed. And there were some which are pretty significant damage, not all of it. Like there's a lot that is. Yeah, it'll be a hundred million dollars plus to, yes. to clear it and to re-engineer it. But you have to leave the car you were driving somewhere and then someone on the other side, some Mad Max-styled person that <laughs> yeah, lives Because no one there, registers their car. They're not there. registered. Oh, no. Their car is held together by Oki straps, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. There's just Oki straps. Yeah, cable ties. And I'm like, there's no seats. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I get in there, I'm like going and, and like not even like there's the stuff in the car. Like it's like, holy shit. And then I go, oh, you know, I'm really You're gonna so- have tetanus when I you know, get out. I was like sitting there like really clenching my ass just to try and get my you know <laughs> to you- make sure nothing goes up it. Oh, or it comes out it. <laughs> like half a lemon. <laughs> Cause I was really scared. I'm much <laughs> it's like karma for every time I've done this to you, like times a thousand. There you go. And I and I'm as we're going around, I'm trying to you know how you've got a clench to try yeah. and keep yourself centered? Like I was trying to kind of squat myself down. And um I said, mate, this must be just I'm so sorry. And he just turns around and he goes, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. There's the wild west up They're there. Wild. Yeah, they are wild. Very amazing. I had a mountain people. Day. Mountain people. Really amazing. And yeah. wow, they have done some amazing 
work to actually they've hiked in Elon Musk's satellite dish. Yeah. They've got CB radio. Oh, yesterday. Incredible. So we were at a friend's place who their place is just before the first bridge mm. that's washed out on the way up to yep. Maynam yesterday because their their water pump's gone, something's wrong with the toilet. So Alex is around there fixing all that. Alex has been amazing actually. Like he I tell you, he's good I mean he's crisis. a mechanic. Yeah. But he can fix the toilet, he can fix the water pump. He should be can... dropping him into main arm. He needs to be dropped he's, just into. Yeah, he's working on his third washing machine as we speak. He's I just picking that. up people's washing machines and fixing he's, them. He looks happy as. I just saw him come in. Well, you can see him. He, lo- he looks at it and he goes, how far did the water go up? And I see the people and he goes, yeah, we'll put it on the unit. I can fix that. <laughs> and when he can't fix it. There's only been one that was completely fucked. That and actually, that was on yours. That was before the flood. Right. He was really upset about that that he couldn't fix couldn't it. Slope. Yeah. Anyway, so we're out there yesterday. These are friends of ours. So I went out and he's doing the pump and the, um, you know, and the toilet. And this guy, this wild guy with like long dreadlocks and like on a unregistered dirt bike, just like bah, bah, just pulls up at the back of the house where we're sitting. And the, and the guy whose house it is goes over to him and he goes, oh, mate, you know, I'm taking, and he's got this huge backpack on. He goes, I'm taking supplies up and I'm just wondering if it's all right if I come through your property because it'll just make it a bit quicker for me to get up there, you know, and he goes, it'll just be once in the morning and then I'll come back in the afternoon, you know, to take, and, you know, our mate Con was like, yeah, of course, just make sure you shut the gate because he's got cattle. But Apparently that's been happening heaps because right where they are is where the bridge has gone. So they've just got these wild mountain people like your mate just like going through their property but huge backpacks on just full of things that people need. So there's people who've been up there for a month who haven't come out. Yeah, there'd be people with medical issues. It's, it's kind it's of getting, my dream. I know it is. Can you imagine that? Like, I was stuck up there. But Well, I was stuck in the house for three days just with my son Eden, because Alex was stuck out yeah. during the flood. And, oh, look, a little part of me loved it. Yeah. Not that Alex wasn't here. But do you know here. what? We had, we had electricity. Yeah. Electricity. Our, yeah. Our, our power only went out for a little while and we had no mobile range. Mm. So it was just Eden and I here. I was like, oh, how good is this, Eden? And he was like, it's not. <laughs> no internet. You know, like we were watching um, like commercial TV. Oh, wow. It's just like the 70s. Well, that's how we got hooked on maths. Oh. Because that was all that was on. We went, oh, what's this? That is like, yeah. That, that's Well, you know, it is. And there's some people here that still don't. We, we don't have Telstra service here right now. Oh, well, that's another story, isn't it? Yeah, someone set fire to the, to um, the tower. To the tower. Some, some 20-year-old apparently. Oh, so do they know who I it was? That, well, that, don't take it. I'm only going You'd on. You'd have to be pretty I'm nimble and on. young to get up there. I think they, someone told me it was shot with a, this could be wrong, with a bow and arrow. And I went, typical culturally appropriating <laughs> shooting how you shoot the tower. It would be, look, it, it's a serious offence because a that's, very that serious would fall offense. under a terrorism offence, I would think, because particularly, you know, there's a second flood event. <laughs> Imagine that guy in jail. What are you in for, mate? Well, I murdered two people. What are you in for? Rape. What are you in for? I, you know, killed someone. <laughs> what are you in for? Burnt down a 5G tower. <laughs> I know. But he won't even talk like that. He'll be like, burnt yeah. down a 5G tower. <laughs> it will be. He's a social warrior. Well, it's It was a dumb thing to do, right? So and right people. when we we need our communications more well, than ever. that's one of the biggest issues. Oh, you didn't think that through, buddy, did Turns you? Turns out disaster New South Wales, bit of a disaster. Yeah. Uh, 
So I don't know how they're going on the ground here. It's, it's, there's supposed to be a lot here and one of the main things they do is actually coordinate. Is there actually a thing called Disaster New South Wales? Yeah, they're here. Are they? This is their job. Who are they? Well, good question. Good question. Um, I know there's services New South Wales. There's something different. Disaster New South Wales. I think they're the disaster What do they do for the rest of the time? I'll just wait for disasters. <laughs> get paid. Yeah, it's Fuck a disaster. Fuck, I'm getting a job there. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's... They're going to get busier. I think, I think the disaster, I think it's part of the um, the Resilience New South Wales. Right. And it's the disaster crew. Okay. They are. But, yeah, that's that's the thing. And the thing is to, to improve communications. And honestly, mm. they were here for a month after the light and then the next thing happens, communication is not so good. No. They told, <laughs> Lismore got told... To evacuate, then they go, don't evacuate. And oh, they went, oh, we should have kept bad. you. And then the sirens weren't going. And you're going, yeah, the siren on the levee was broken. I think it. They shows need Alex over there. They do. Get, Alex, get can you Alex fix up onto the levee? <laughs> fix up the fix up the siren. He'll get it going. Plug up the holes in the it's levee. Like that. It's like all these. The, you just need a dude like Alex. He should head well, up. That, that's why everyone's coming out, going, pushing aside the bureaucrats yeah. and the people that, and going, don't worry, we mate. can do it. We'll do it. We don't quite know how to do I this. Know. I'll give it a crack. It, it really was it uh, like when the initial thing happened, wasn't it? Wasn't it the boating, mm. camping, fishing guys' time to shine? Wasn't it? And I actually you, went because I'm running for the Greens. You could collectively hear them yeah. puffing up their chest, going, Here "I'm getting we the fucking come. tinny out." I know. That's what I thought. I said, "Can I, <laughs> I go out with that. an election promise that goes, and I will create tax deductible tinnies?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everyone gets a tinny. You'd get a tinny if we all had. You a- get a tinny. You're like Oprah. You get a tinny. And you, you get, get a tinny. tinny. You get it. a tinny. I was thinking about planning for, because I don't I, often when you get to Lismore and we are both, you know, it, it's devastating. The people will build back here, and anywhere you build back where it floods, I don't know how you live with an yeah. assurance that this isn't going because it's happened a month after. Every time it rains, how do you not go into like the trauma position? Oh, I think they do. I couldn't. I actually couldn't believe Lismore, but it's a it's a huge problem because even if there's a, you know, I know up in Grantham, they the government came in and bought yeah, a, a whole heap town, of yeah. land, and those people relocated, but. For the government to relocate, say, South Lismore, well, they're not going to get enough money to stay in this community. Well, they can't afford to buy Byron. No. It's, they're going to have to actually afford That's a lot. I, I just don't think that's... And I don't think they're going to do that anyway. I don't think it's anyway. a reasonable... It's I had some, this idea about, like, boats. Yeah. You just have boats. Like it's like, a, it's like a floating pontoon. So when the water comes up, the people just float up. And it's just anchored. And it's anchored. And then it comes back It's down. actually a great idea. I know. Engineered. Yeah, and that way, because you, you you build the levy. Well, even because I know some parts of our shire, you have to have a basically a relocatable home yep. that you can put on a trailer and get out. But if you've got eleven thousand homes that have, where do they all go? Oh, it's it's ridiculous, and you can't. You can't. They're they're not that easy. It's not just like hooking them I know up this to is the sort back of the jeep. There's issues with with doing this, but I reckon you could do it. I reckon there's a way, and it might be an opportunity to actually go. You know what? That's when you have your own self-composting toilets. That's yeah. when you actually take charge of all your own. I don't know. I'm not an engineer. This is just my idea of having the Sounds going good. Like, well, because you, what, you build the levee up another two metres, three metres. You can't do you that. You can't keep doing it. It's, it's, it's go- not going to be strong enough. the water, you reroute the river, the water goes somewhere else. Like yeah. You're going to flood somewhere else. So I think you've got to... Um, I mean, you can't put the levee any higher. It's going to be like the Game of Thrones wall. I know it will be. <laughs> it's it's like the too. North Wall. Oh, yeah, it'll be too. We'll need to have Jon Snow up the top. <laughs> It's coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know what the answer and it keeps is either. coming. So, but we've got to have something for, 
you know. Yeah. We've got we've got a lot of thinking to do. We have. And exciting times for you. They're going to announce announce the election. If anyone, if this is your first time listening, which I, I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think we're you? going to get a few new followers <laughs> just off our one-off podcast. Um, Mandy is running for the federal seat of Richmond, which is this area, and she, they're going to call the election next week. Yeah, they reckon it might be Monday. They'll call it. And then it's all systems go, which is kind of why, I mean, Mandy's been all systems go really since Christmas. That's why we really haven't yep. done any women like us stuff. We've done a few shows. We did an amazing fundraiser the other night, didn't oh, we? That was great. All the big guns of comedy. Yeah. How went out when I was on. <laughs> that Jenny kicked in so bloody fast. The generator fast. kicked in pretty quick. I only had time to do one dick and ball joke in the dark. And then it was back on. It's pretty like bloody nothing fast. had ever happened. Amazing. Um, yeah, with Will Anderson and Kitty Flanagan and Tom Gleason. Yeah, it was great. Which you pulled together. It was incredible. Raised almost $70,000. And thank you because I know some people did donate to our GoFundMe, which yeah, was attached to that. So thank so you much. if you did that. Um, but, yeah, Mandy's pretty much been out campaigning. You've been on the campaign trail. Been on the campaign trail, yes. And... All over. Some funny things have happened with that. Have you been getting a few funny comments? I do. People say weird things to me sometimes. People just I've seen some of the comments on Twitter. Some people are mean. Oh yeah, people get real mean. Aren't they? So they just step into politics. It's I like wow. Some, there's and and you know that they're I mean, they're just faceless people because they yeah. can't they're not it's not even a real Twitter account. But there was one who he's commented on every single thing you've done and one was time to act your age and cut your hair. I know. <laughs> I was like Dude, time to act your age and stop being a fucking I know, it's faceless kind of, bully on social it's kind of media. Because like I've got messy hair, right? They don't like it. Well, you haven't got messy hair. You've got long hair. I've got long hair, but I've got. To, I'm not, not going to cut my hair. Like act your age. We're saying older women can't have longer hair. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But you're the perfect person for that. See, if I'm. I could never do it. I could never. Yeah, I don't care. I could it. never Sometimes put myself out just there like really, that. And people really do feel like they've got. You know, generally get I'm amazing right. support. We also some real nasty things. Like when I've been out volunteering and doing stuff in the community for a couple of days and we had no water because they turned the water off, yeah. I, did a, I did a Facebook Live just talking about, you know, what, what was going yeah. on in our town and what was happening. And my hair was just sticking out everywhere. And people are writing things, geez, looks like you had a hard night. Like, really? Yeah, we're in the middle of a flood. Yeah, I did have a hard night actually. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sorry, I don't have hair and makeup standing yeah. here. Um, you know, you know why? Because I'm not a politician. Imagine that. I'm a community Imagine member. Imagine if you were doing all that, and then you went, "Okay, everyone, I've got to do a Facebook live," and you just have people coming like do special makeup, face. yeah. And then you not. went on. What about the one who, when you were asking, you you were helping two ladies out in Lismore, who, yeah. and they needed some clothes, and they were. Well, I was talking before; they were up yeah. in the bigger size clothes, clothes, and they didn't have any. And so Mandy put a thing out on. Um, on Facebook just saying if anybody has anything that they can help these ladies with. And some woman goes, why don't you give her some of yours? Yeah. And normally I, I kind of laugh and I know you don't need anyone to go into battle, but fuck that got on my go. Oh, and did you? I love it when stuff gets on your go and you go in there going, I'll I went you. in. Yeah, I had her. <laughs> I, I really actually gave it to her and shamed her. Like I was, I was nice. I didn't, I, I think I did swear, but I actually, basically I shamed her. I went, I went, wow. So... Mandy's out actually helping people clean out their house in this devastation and dealing with their trauma and you're sitting on your computer hassling her. I'm not really sure. Oh, they're making fat I'm jokes. Not really, that, was yeah. a, that was a fat. That yeah, was a, and that I was said I'm not really sure shaming. if you're talking about Mandy's size <gasps> or you're talking about the fact that she 
might be richer than these people and she could give them yeah. something. But either way, have a look at yourself. Have a fucking look at yourself. No, you took her yeah, on. Yeah, I took her, her on. on. And she went real quiet. She came back a couple of times and said, oh, it's, no, that's right. She goes, oh, it's all right. You can give it but you can't take it. And I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I can give it but I can't take it. Trust me, I can take it. But I'm never mean some to people. people. Why are you mean? Are you going, there's not a time to be trolling no. people in, in a crisis like this and that's, yeah. You know, so that. anyway, I let her, I kind of let her have it and then a couple of other people came in and joined in and she skulked yeah. off. Yeah, there, I have had quite a lot of, um, you, you, you get it from time to time, you get people that are really mean, like yeah. you're going like, wow, say what you really think and they really, and then you'll find they don't even live here. They're yeah, just, that's right. They're just people that are full of hate that are going, and you become. I think what happens when you have a loud voice and you speak to things like, you know, and I've very much ra- raised my voice around climate change, and yeah, and I don't want the message to stop from climate change because neither political party are talking about climate yeah. change because they don't want to because they take money from coal companies, you know, mm. so they don't want that to be there. So I just keep hammering it over and over and over because that's what's hurt. Like that bad policy. Is hurting people. So yeah. And doing that. So that really, some people, very, they really like to defend the coal and gas. And oh, they, yeah. they're the people that come in and they're like, and you're going, it, it, it's pretty, like, that's when you're going to go, and then they'll kind of go me. Yeah. You know, like going, you know, not as many. So many people. I'm, just, I'm really looking forward to seeing you down there because I do think you're going to get in. I'm really, I so. I, I've got a feeling in my bones, Mandy, and I've got big bones. I'm a big bone to go. <laughs> She's a big bone girl. I'm a big bone girl. That's my excuse. bone. I feel Um, really ready for it. Like being in Parliament the other day, it's a sense of walking in because I've never been to Because Mandy went down to Canberra um, for the budget announcement. I know. Big night. Oh, my God, the budget. I've got to – there's some – it was like Jerry Springer for a minute. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But coming into – you have this feeling when you go in there because I went, mean, it's really overwhelming. It gives... Have you been into Parliament House before? No, never. never oh, been okay. there. It was so all growing new. up in Canberra, we went there every year for a school excursion. Yeah, no, it's and, amazing. Yeah, and I felt the beautiful building. You could, I could feel the spin, the deals, yes. the privilege, the the kind of the MPs with their weird, perfect, creepy, sex perpetrating staffers. The you know the. <laughs> The kind of you know everyone's on a wheeling and a dealing, and yeah. I'm trying to get this happening, and, and this they all is dress happening. a certain way. Every, and, yeah, and it yeah. Can, you go like, wow. And I just went, I kind of like being in a party where you, you like you like the cool kids, like you like not the like you rather like the cool kids at school because yeah. you like the ones that are going. They're nothing like that. You go, yes. okay, we've got to get in there. We've got to disrupt that. We've got to find out what's really happening there. What's going on? So there's a sense of that excitement in the sense that you are on a job. It's like being mm. like, and it's and it's high octane level of energy to go. They've just said this. Let's go seek out what's where they're funding that from. They've just said that they've hidden that over there. Yes. So you're kind of you're constantly uncovering. So it feels good to be part of this kind of. It feels like you're on a mission, yeah. Right? Which I really dun, like. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah. And then, so I go into going to the big, the big room. Yeah, you know, into the house. In the, in, when they're sitting and the budget's happening and they do the whole, you know, and Scott Morrison comes out and he's wearing so much foundation. Is like he? He's, falling, yeah, he's got that. I was going, that's fantastic. Because he's, oh, and he, he can't help but he looks around, he's looking up. With, with his, his smug his face. smug face up. Cause it's not kick him in the face. It's not his moment and it's so, and I look over and there's a. Is he a big man? Tall? No, no, no little man. short. He's not a little man. He's average-ish. Yeah. And I look over to the other side and there's, there's like a child, like Ivy's age, probably 12. And I went, who would bring their kid to budget? Like, that is like child abuse. Yes. And 
it's all filling up, the whole thing's filling up. And you look around and you go, I could feel the people, all like hundreds of people there, they're all for the after party, the coalition oh, after party. Yeah. These are the lobbyists and the donors that have all come to see what their money yes. bought them. And it, it's, they stand up at the end and give a standing ovation, cheering and go off to this, there's limos outside. Like it's Cheering that he's cut millions of yeah. dollars from public education exactly. and from And from art. Aboriginal legal services and, Aboriginal, and no yes. money for women's domestic housing violence more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, just make, and then Let's it's, cheer that. Yeah. And because this is a women's, you know, we are women like us, right? Mm. So the most important thing he tried to do because they what they the cell it was the cell is what you know Josh Frydenberg's telling people and he goes okay, and and he goes and we want to you know you know one woman dies every eleven days in domestic violence actually three this week yeah and you, well yeah three this week That's Mandy unbelievable. yeah another one today and you go well. Uh, not that you guys have done anything about this. You've had a young woman raped in your defence minister's office yeah. and that still hasn't been properly addressed. You know, you haven't – but they've got the whole thing. We're giving money oh, yeah. to – we're giving money to stop violence against women. I went, oh, God, here we go, lip, lip service. It's so yes. insulting. Yes. And then and the next thing is – and they're putting all this money towards endometriosis because I think Jenny's got endometriosis. Jenny has, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's just patronising. And then the worst bit was when he goes, this, I don't remember the name of the drug that came on the PBS, but it was for a particular um, type of um, breast cancer that is really aggressive and, and women don't survive right. it and it's really expensive. So, and he goes, whatever this lady's name, like Rachel got this and she knew she wouldn't make it because she couldn't afford this only drug that would work. So she wrote a letter to her daughter, you know, you know Mia, for her 12th birthday because she wouldn't be there. Mm. But she got on a drug trial and saved her life. And Mia and Rachel are here tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah, it did that. And was that the in, little girl? Yeah, in a budget speech. Like, That's horrendous. Doesn't that, that made me feel really, not that they survived, I'm glad they survived. Of but course. But their story of cancer, survival, which had nothing it's to do with them. now political football. Like had nothing to do with their policy. They yeah. just got on a drug trial. Actually, the fact that they couldn't access it before had is actually shameful. To do it. Yeah, shameful. Yeah. yeah, the reason that woman had to write that letter for the first in the first place, anyway. That I was like going, "Oh my god!" They've just Frydenberg has just done the Jerry Springer to a twelve-year-old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that made me. I just can't wait to see because the other night um, we had the ABC News on and. Jackie Lambie was just going off a nut about I love something. How she goes oh off. my god, she was like, "I'm from the army, and I tell you what, if I wasn't in here and I didn't have to act the way I do, I would have taken it outside." <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, I can't wait until I see Mandy being interviewed and being angry and just going these fuckers." I think I want to have lunch at the canteen with Jackie. I reckon you and Jackie will get on really well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to meeting Jackie. Yeah. I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of people there yeah. and not yeah. a lot of other people. I watched a great clip of Jackie the other day. It was from maybe three years ago and it was on Q&A where she was talking about how basically housing affordability. This, mm. this is some years ago. It's just out of reach for young people and, and you know, everyone was like, yep, agreeing with her and it's even worse now. It's oh, three God. years worse and... Barnaby Joyce next to her, he goes, well, I bought my first house and it was $67,000. And she goes, oh, bloody hell, Barnaby, good on you. All right, well, let's just all throw our hands up in the air because you're all right, aren't you, Barnaby? Because you got your first house when you were sick. Jesus, friggin' Christ, you are friggin' tone deaf. I give up. 
<laughs> and everyone just goes, yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of sat there. He's like, oh, yeah, I said the wrong thing. Yeah. You go, oh, that <laughs> is just, in your you corner. You are freaking tone deaf. That is so good. <laughs> you know what she wants to say, though? You're a fucking asshole. You oh, know you'd that's want how to. she speaks. You'd want to say it. Because you're going to have to think of new words too. I know, because you're walking through this. Because you can't say, you can feel this. You go, there is no compassion in this place. There is no kindness. There is no, it is about people making money. I mean, you only have to. It's about people getting away with shit. That's basically what it is. You only have to watch Question Time and they, seriously, they carry on like naughty school children in a classroom yelling at each other and you when did that happen? When did we shift from boo these? And stuff yeah. like boo, like and then we used to actually have compassionate politicians. Yeah, well, it's really that's poor what we behavior. need to. That's why we need you in there. Thanks, Ellen. I can't wait to get in there. I tell you what, I went. I'm can't getting wait in the bear. I want to get in the bear pit. Yeah, I can't wait either. Yes. Your mum sent me a beautiful text the other night and just said, you know, she's so excited and Aww. she said, she said, I can't because we missed each other at your launch. Yes. And I'm kind of glad because she got COVID, COVID. right? (laughs) So I didn't want to say that to her. Like, well, Carol, I'm glad I didn't run into you. Maybe she got it there. She did. Oh, she did. I think she did. She got it from one person. It's okay. It was was limited to only two people from that little... um, Yeah. Alex thought he had it too. Because they stayed outside. Yeah, right. And, you know, the only one person... She made sure that she didn't and, Yeah. Anyway, she said, said, um, I'm so excited about... About seeing Mandy in there, and I and I'm looking forward to your new adventure with her on a different path. And I was like, oh, what a lovely thing to say. That's really lovely. Yeah, she's it's... not leaving me behind. No, you be coming too. <laughs> coming to Canberra. Coming to Canberra. Yeah. Well, I will. Who come. knows? I will. Who yeah. knows? Who knows what we'll do? Who knows what will happen to women like us? Maybe, but anyway, maybe Jackie Lambie will be in women like us. Oh, she would be a friggin', <laughs> wouldn't she? Friggin' hell. <laughs> I love her. I should love her. And you know, you know what? She's just. Yeah. It, sometimes you don't agree with what she wants, but you know what she wants. There's mm. none of the bullshit with yeah. playing games. No, she no, doesn't play games. She's not no, a game player. It's not front. It's She's in the army. It's, <laughs> it's no <well>. games. <laughs> it's no games. We've got just before we go. How gorgeous are the little army boys that have been around? They our are house? cute. Oh my god, they're adorable. Really... They're like the youngest army boys. How old can you be? You have to be 18, right? Well, it looks like they're about 14. Yeah, I know. I, I know. did find them. I was telling Ellen about. When I went way up into the hills in that big adventure and there were these two boys in their uniforms, they looked exhausted carrying one of those swap-and-go gas bottles and they'd been walking around and we pulled over and said, are you guys okay? And they went, we're looking for 429. (laughs) And the guy looks at and he goes, no fucking numbers up here, boys. (laughs) And just left them. No, we took. Said, oh, we, you took them. No, we said we'll take it. You go back. We're not assholes. Oh, good. But they've been out there for hours looking, looking for a number. Four hundred and twenty-nine. It goes. No, you just got to know who it is. Yeah. Who, you know who is it? Got the name. Went. Yeah, he's up that past the left tree of that right. Yeah. Boulder. Oh, I know they're so beautiful. I've seen them walking around, and you just think, God, you join the army, and then you're up here. Yeah. Anyway, they've been lovely. They have been lovely. Yeah, All we're right. getting there. All right. Well. I hope you're all well. That's what we've been up to. And um, maybe we'll do another one next week if we'll Mandy's got one. time. I've right. got heaps of time. I'm here. I've got my little two-day-a-week job. I'm here now. I'm on the ground. I'm not yeah. really going anywhere. I'm, I'm going, you know, it'll get announced and we're on. You know, yeah. I'm everywhere. Yeah. Watch out. And I'll be, I'll be. Do you not piss me off the most, though? Yeah. This, this is a bit political for anyone listening, right? I don't get, there's this 
And if anyone understands how, I'm going to talk about insurance. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. Well, we started off with chicken. We started off with chicken and we'll end with insurance. So there was this, you know, when you live, most of the problem around these areas are people can't get insurance. Yep. They can't get insurance if you're in a flood, flood prone area. So what what are you supposed to do? Yeah. So up in North Queensland, because those are when, from the cyclone, those are safe um, coalition seats, right? So they put through a bill called the, re, the cyclone and flood, meaning water after a cyclone. Mm-hmm. Um, reinsurance bill, which is just to cover those people. So that means that because they're in a cyclone-prone area, um, the government will back the insurance so that they can always have reasonable premiums so that their lives aren't constantly... Sure. That that they're not financially disadvantaged to to live their lives, even though they're living at risk. And so um, the Greens actually put, put an amendment to say, well, let's put it that all climate change, all climate weather events, including the one that's just happened here... Uh, backed by government-backed mm. insurance so that as we move into this very wild future of massive fires and, and people being at risk, that no person should not be able to afford insurance. Mm. It should be – if a government approves a dwelling, the government should back the, the insurance. Great policy. I think it's a really great policy. Anyway, Nolan, my first wedge. I did a wedge. I couldn't believe it because I went <laughs> – kicked it in. <laughs> and I kicked it in the door. I, I know because this is the whole thing policy. You've got to do a wedge. Yes. So I went, you know, because I think that's a really great policy. So I, I did – I sent him an email and did a call out to Kevin Hogan, who's the Nationals member who represents the page electorate that Liz Moore's in. Yeah. And to Justin Elliott, who is the MP for – Richmond. Of, for Richmond, who I'm going up against. And I just said this would be a good time for cross-party support – you need to you need to call on your party to support this in the Senate to actually support the amendment mm. so that we can get it into the lower house and we can vote for you can vote for it and it can go through and it will give people instant support and none of them did. Wow. So they've been walking around telling people they'll talk, get that you know we'll fight for more money, but that's just lip service because it's not. Yes. You just didn't fight for the obvious that that could have actually made because that was a bill that can make it, a huge it difference. A bill, it was. It would go. It's a bill in the Senate about to go into Parliament that could have made a difference exactly like right then. Wow. Oh, it made me very cranky. I got yeah. very angry. Yes. I know. Well, buckle up and because you're going to get more angry. I know. You. Ha- I don't know. I'm going to have to find someone says it's hard to sleep when that rage is burling. Mm. I feel like that's why a lot of them are alcoholics. I can tell. They sedate themselves with red wine. Yeah. I don't like... end up like Barnaby. We don't want to see footage of you all red-faced, <laughs> burping. In Parliament. Oh, my God. In Parliament. No, I'm going to be like the chicken. You'll know when I'm in Parliament. I'm going to take get that, crispy. I'm going to take that half a lemon. Yeah. And that's going to keep me. Okay. It's going to keep me. Yeah. S- keep you plugged. Keep my stuffing in. <laughs> All right. Well, we're very much looking forward to it. And we hope you're all well. And we will um, see you next time. And I'll put a picture up of the chicken. You'll want to see that chicken. Okay. Good or bad. See ya.